0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. Terry was a happy child. If she wasn't sick, she was just a joy to be around. Her birthday, it was her favorite day of the year. She was always telling everybody about her birthday. Her birthday was December the 16th and it could be January, and we'd be out shopping and maybe run into someone she knew, and she'd run up to them and say, I got a birthday coming. Well, of course, they'd think it's right around the corner, and they'd say, Terry, when's your birthday? And she'd say, proudly, she would say, December the 16th. (laughs) That was my Terry. For Terry's entire life, for 43 years, I would wake her every morning with, rise and shine, sweetheart. That's the way we started our days. I'd help her take a bath. We'd wash her hair and brush her teeth and I'd help her get dressed. If I didn't, she might put her clothes on backwards and she'd wear them that way all day long. I'd help her put on her shoes and tie her shoelaces. Terry tried so hard when she was young to learn to tie her shoelaces, but she didn't have very good fine motor skills and it was just beyond her grasp. But Terry was so sweet. She'd always thank me for washing her hair. She'd say, Mama, thank you for washing my hair. She was appreciative for everything. It didn't matter how big or how small.
1: Hi, I'm Terry. This is my mom Janice. She's my best friend and best person in the whole world. I know, I know what you're thinking. Why is my mom helping me get ready in the morning? Aren't I old enough to do that by myself? I know I sound totally normal, but when I was a baby, I didn't get enough oxygen during the delivery and it caused some damage to my brain. So I have a moderate intellectual delay, which is a super fancy way of saying I'm just behind.
0: There was a complication with Terry's birth She didn't get enough oxygen during the delivery, and um, that caused brain damage and resulted in her being developmentally delayed. She never learned to read or write. She did learn to recognize a few words, and uh, she learned to spell her first name, but she couldn't master that last name, Ledbetter. That was a little bit too much for her. And I remember one year, my twin sister she wanted us to have a professional picture made of the grandchildren and give it to mom and dad that year for Christmas. Terry must have been around two years old at the time. And the other grandchildren, they were opposed, well behaved. Not Terry. She couldn't quit screaming and she couldn't sit still. And finally, we just had to call it a day with no picture for mom and dad that year. every parent wants their child to be healthy and happy and I wanted desperately for Terry to be like other children but it was really hard for me to accept that she wasn't going to be like her cousin he was nine months younger than her but he was developing at a much faster pace and when I look back on it now I realize that when I put Terry through all those nightly drills of her ABCs and her numbers I was in denial but you know over time I did learn to accept Terry's disability. Terry was around nine years old when I trained her to sleep in her own bed. We'd been seeing a counselor and he strongly recommended that I train Terry to be more independent. He said I was by allowing her to sleep in the bed with me, I was building up insecurities in her, and of course, you know, I didn't want that. But she'd been sleeping with me for a long time, so I knew it was going to be a really hard transition. On night one, I explained to Terry that she was too big to be sleeping with her mother. And I explained to her that I was going to lock the door when I went to bed that night to prevent her from getting in the bed with me. She sat outside my door and cried all night long, begging me to unlock the door. Can you imagine a nine year old sitting outside your door begging you to unlock the door all night long and you have to get up and go to work the next day? And, you know, Terry had to get up and go to school too. And it was weeks, actually weeks, before she was able to sleep in her own bed. It was really torturous for me and Terry. But when it was all over, I was so proud of what Terry and I had been able to accomplish what parents of other children can easily accomplish. is a task of monumental efforts for the parent of a special needs child.
1: Mama started being around this guy named Doc a lot.
0: Doc and I had gone to high school together. So we'd known each other for a long time, though we weren't, you know, close friends or anything. And he went to my church. And I remember one night, I don't know if this might be a little bit embarrassing, but we were actually at a nightclub and he had a date and I was there with a girlfriend. And at the end of that night, he heard me saying to someone that we were going somewhere else. So he took his date home and came to where I was. So that's how our relationship actually started and he started calling me after that. and We started dating and uh, Doc is a really good man. He was very, very good stepfather. Not perfect, but I wasn't a perfect mother. None of us are perfect. Yeah, I remember when Doc asked me to marry him, we were vacationing in Kiowa Island. It was my birthday and we were celebrating my birthday. And we'd been dating maybe around four years and we'd been talking about getting married, but I had no idea he was gonna ask me to marry him on this particular vacation. So I was rather surprised when we were walking on the beach at sunset well, I actually remember it like this.
2: Are you okay? Sure. You're quiet, even for you. I'm fine. You look sick. You, you drink any water today? I'm okay. <laughs> Don't you wanna dip your toes in? No, let's not get too close. Why not? Well, you can probably guess what this is then.
0: (laughs) You still have to say it. Will you marry me? I was surprised, but I was very happy. And of course I said yes. And when we got home, I asked Terry. I remember that morning I was giving her a bath and I said, Sweetheart, what you think about Mom and Doc getting married? She was over the top with excitement. Yes, Mama, yes, Mama. But Terry just didn't realize at the time that it was going to be difficult for her to always share me with Doc. In our first year marriage, Doc and I decided to build a new home. And we had absolutely no idea this was going to happen, but Terry just couldn't make the adjustment to the new home, she couldn't sleep. She'd scream and cry. And I'd eventually give in and I'd take her to her grandmother's and she could walk right in the door, go to bed, and go right to sleep there because nothing had changed. And this went on for several weeks maybe. And one night I I just said to Terry, I said, "Terry, you're a big girl now and it's time for you to stay at home and sleep in your own bed. She pitched a fit. She packed her bag and started walking. Well, now, you know, of course, I gave in. I took her to her grandmother's that night. But the next day, she was admitted to the psychiatric unit of the Baptist Hospital. She wanted to go. She knew she needed help. But she just didn't understand that this hospital stay wasn't going to be like any other. I was not going to be able to stay with her. And Terry had never been away from me or her grandmother. I mean, she'd never been anywhere alone. So this was not gonna be a good experience for Terry and therefore it certainly wasn't gonna be a good experience for me. But one of the hardest nights of my life was the night I had to leave Terry at the hospital and I still remember hearing that door close and lock and Terry was on the other side screaming for her mother. It was three weeks before Terry got to come home and that was the the longest three weeks of my life there was one particularly rough time. You okay, baby? Mm. What are you going to eat?
1: Three pancakes, chocolate chip, and extra crispy bacon. Oh. Mm.
2: Is your head hurting, baby?
1: Yes, mama.
2: Okay, all right. You want to pill?
1: Yes, I want a pill, mama.
2: Terry, baby? Mama forgot the pills at home, okay? We were in such a rush, I forgot them in my other purse, okay? But I want a pill, Mama. I know, I know. I'm sorry. You want me to drive over and pick them up? No, no, that's fine. It was my mistake. Won't take more than 10 minutes.
1: Okay, I want a pill, Mama. I want a pill, Mama.
2: I want a pill. It might be best if we just go back. You sure?
1: I want a pill, Mama. Yeah. All right. I want a pill, Mama. I want a pill, Mama.
2: I know, baby. I'm sorry. I
1: want a pill, Mama. I want a pill. We'll
2: get you one real quick, okay? Hold on. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. I want a pill, Mama. I want a
1: pill, Mama.
2: Why are you crying, Mama? It's okay, baby. I just wanted one night. If we could've just had one night where things were normal, it's all.
1: It's okay, Mama. (laughs) I'm sorry. I forgot
2: your pills.
1: It's not your fault, Mama. You're a good mama. Sometimes when I get really mad, and sometimes for no reason at all, I get a really bad headache. It feels like someone is hitting a hammer with another hammer in my head.
0: As a child, uh, change was very difficult for Terry. If she had a substitute teacher at school, it was going to be a bad day for Terry. Terry had a very hard time adjusting to sleep in her own bed at night. And the new house, it was it was just it was just too much for Terry. And I remember on the day that she was released from the hospital, her doctor told me that she would make the transition, but that it wouldn't be easy. And to keep Terry in her room, we had to lock her in her room at night and listen to her scream and cry, sometimes for hours. It was was really like an eternity to me and Doc. But when she made the adjustment, she loved her new home. Terry's behavior, it, it placed a huge strain on mine and Dot's marriage. And I remember the night before she came home from the hospital, I asked Dot to take a walk with me and I explained to him, in no uncertain terms, that Terry was my child. She needed me and I would always be there for her. I really kind of felt sorry for Dot because Terry's behavior, it was something he had never experienced. His children were well adjusted, well behaved and he was really having a tough time. I would would guess you could say he was depressed. He would come home from work, he'd go up to his room, shut the door, watch TV. He basically just shut me and Terry out. And one night, and I had just had about enough of that, so I went upstairs and I slung the door open and I said, Doc, you've been hiding in here for three weeks.
2: Just need a little space for me, that's all. Doc, I'm always gonna be there for Terry. If you want this, it means you have to be, too. There's, there's no other way. I'm not there for her. Not when you're hiding from us? Try getting up at five in the morning to go to work after she keeps us up all night. If we're going to get into a competition over who has it tougher, I win. I knew it wouldn't be easy. I just didn't know it would be like this. Look, we're going to family counseling, or we're going our separate ways. I'm sorry, but we can't keep on like this. It's not good for any of us. Okay? Okay. Meaning yes? I'm here. I want to be here. With both of you.
1: Yes.
0: (sighs) I said earlier that when Terry was older, she was a child in an adult's body. And she loved our grandchildren. And they loved her. She was one of them. She played with them as if she was one of them. Their favorite game was Monster, and Terry, of course, was the monster. She'd chase them around the house, and they'd run screaming and yelling. Those were really fun days. And their favorite game was the Wii. Some of the games were a bit too complicated for Terry, but she loved to dance, and so they'd compete to see who could win, and sometimes Terry would win and if it was Halloween they'd dress up and they'd go trick-or-treat and Terry would go with them. And I remember at one of the twins birthday parties there was a face painter there. Well, Terry had her face painted just like the other children. My grandchildren were truly blessed to have Terry in their lives. Terry also had a working life. Uh, as a special needs student, Terry stayed in high school until she was age 21. Now we knew college wasn't going to be an option for Terry, so the only other resource available for her in our local community was the Special Needs and Disabilities Board here. Terry attended their day program; it was known as the Workshop. The van would pick her up in the morning around 8:30 and bring her home every day around 2:30, Monday through Friday. They had lots of contracts there, but the contract that Terry enjoyed was the assembly of collegiate flags. You know, those are those flags that you see dangling from the uh, windows of cars in support of uh, collegiate teams. It was a great contract, but it didn't last very long because the uh, local plant moved to a- another area of the country. So most of Terry's years at the workshop uh, were spent in the laundry room. Now, Terry's favorite part of that job wasn't washing and folding clothes, but she enjoyed delivering. She delivered the um, cloth napkins and tablecloths to the local restaurants. And Terry was a little social butterfly, and she got along really well with the restaurant owners and they'd cut up with her and she'd just laugh and laugh, and she loved them and they loved her. You know, the workshop was a very important element in Terry's life. It gave her a sense of purpose. You know, she got up, got dressed every morning, just like you and me, and went to work. And she got a check. And she was so proud of that paycheck. It was an arbitrary amount of money, but that didn't matter to Terry because she didn't really understand money. But she'd take that check and every week we'd go and she'd buy maybe some batteries or headphones or maybe a new watch. But um, that check was very important to Terry. She was proud of it. But I think the best thing about the workshop, Carrie had friends there. She had a boyfriend, and she was crazy about him. But you know, the relationship wasn't um, a relationship like I had with my husband, but it was just a girlfriend, boyfriend type of relationship, kind of like a grammar school relationship. It was Christmas time, my twin sister and I, we were browsing through a local print shop looking for Christmas gifts, and Terry spotted this print that she just fell in love with. It was a print of a guardian angel. She was helping a small girl across a wooden bridge. So that year for Christmas, I surprised Terry with the print, and it still hangs over her bed today. I haven't changed anything in her room, I, I never planned to. The guardian angel really gave Terry a sense of security. At night, sometimes she'd say, Mama, my guardian angel watches over me as I sleep. But you know the truly beautiful thing about my daughter? She lived life as if that guardian angel walked beside of her every day. On May 14th, 2015, I climbed the stairs like I did every morning to give Terry a bath. But this morning, it was not gonna be like any other morning. When I went in her room, I found her face down in her pillow. I rushed over and rolled her over and I knew instantly she was gone. There are no words to describe how I felt. I I ran out in the hall screaming for my husband. Terry's doctor thinks that she may have had a heart attack, the result of the medications that she took for so many years. Now, a group of my friends every year we treat the individuals at the workshop to a cupcake and ice cream party. And it never fails. Several of the girls, they'll come running up to me, and in a loud, excited voice, they'll say, Terry was my best friend. <laughs> they are so cute. It's really hard for me to go to the workshop now because Terry's not there. But I make myself go because she'd want me to be there for her friends. And they're so sweet, they're so special, and they're appreciative for the smallest act of kindness. And it's really my blessing. Terry attended the workshop for 22 years until her death. Her friends at the workshop, I'm sorry, I'm gonna cry, but they were her honorary pallbearers. At her funeral service, I remember not long after Terry died, I had this wonderful dream. It was so vivid, and it's still vivid in my mind today. Terry, Doc, and myself were walking somewhere. I don't know where we were walking, but the three of us were holding hands, and Terry was just a step in front of us, as if she was leading us. She had the most joyous look on her face. It was almost angelic, and I remember when I told Doc about the dream he, he said Janice this is God's way of telling us that we're all three going to be together again one day. God truly blessed me with Terry. When he chose me to be Terry's mother he truly blessed me. And I I miss her.
1: Mama told me that All good things come to an end, and that is just the way it has to be, so that new good things can begin. New friends, new husbands, new houses, whatever it may be, there is always something new and good just around the corner. That's how Mama and I live, and I hope you do too. Hope Lives Here is a production of Voyage Media. If you'd like to hear more about Janice's story, you can find her book, Remembering Terry, on Amazon. A link is in the show notes. You can support Hope Lives Here by leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you're listening. This helps more people discover the show. And subscribe now for future episodes.